For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. The number one shoe machine on the market. We own three of them. And I can tell you personally, even before they came, became sponsors, their customer service is second to none. Um, you know, every time I've had any issues with any of my machines, going back to the way old ones, they've always taken really good care of me. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com. Oh, and mention, uh, mention us and I'll give you $450 off. Mention Coach Collins or Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $450 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, you know, we always tell our players that they should be working on their craft. I challenge you to work on your craft. Come over, join a community of like-minded coaches who want to make this game better. It's the reason I started Teach Hoops is to help pay the bills for all these podcasts, but even more importantly, to give back um, to this great game that has given me so much um, and to set up a roadmap for you to be successful, not only on the court, but off the court. And we offer a 14-day free trial, so come over and check, kick the tires around, see if you like it, and uh, let's head off to the podcast. Um, and what I did was I just did some research. I looked into different types of defenses. One of the ones that really stuck out to me was Tyler Costin's lock left. Are you familiar with that one? I am. We run, we run something different called the funnel down, but it's similar. We, we, we double, we have different, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I got into that and there's parts of it I don't like and there's parts that I really, really like. And so yeah, I that's what I did. Out. I took what I liked yeah. and then I didn't. Then I then because we trap short corner behind the backboard. Gotcha. Funnel down. Um, yeah, because they, they, you have a defender in that back. <laughs> so we funnel them to that. The the hard part with boy, the, the here's the problem I have with lock left <laughs> with Tyler. I, Tyler's an unbelievable. Oh yeah. Good follow him. He's unbelievable. Um, very good. Great teacher. Um, uh, is with the, at the boys game, they're going to go, they're going to get it on the other side. I'm sorry. They just are. <laughs> I'm dealing yeah. with athletes. They're going to, they're, you're not going to lock them on the left and you're not going to lock them on the left half the time. So that's why we funnel. If they, if they, we want to go left, mm-hmm. but if they get on the right side, we just funnel on the right side. So, we teach that, okay, now they're funnel on the right side. They're probably a little bit better going to the right, which means we just got to head. We got to get over a little bit more than we do gotcha. on the left. Um, that's, that's part of it is like, yeah, I, I like that lock left, but yeah. I mean, I think it works better for the girls game in some respects, especially the lower level girls game. Um, well, I took, I took, I took parts of that and I then found Chris Beard's Texas tech defense that he ran on his way to the national championship. And I took kind of that and molded it together and yep. kind of made my own. I love that. Um, and what, what I, I kind of, really and that's what everybody, I don't mean to interrupt. That's what everyone should do this. Listening to this. I mean, I run funnel down. I run the other things. You got to figure out what works for your, 
team for the coaches yes. that are listening. So there is no secret sauce. Sorry, Chick-fil-A, but there is no <laughs> secret sauce. Um, you got to find your secret sauce for you. Well, and, and, and I wrote, I wrote this too. So the first step, like in changing your program, uh, just do your research. I, I feel like even as from a teaching standpoint, um, I feel more confident when I'm in front of students, when I know more about my subject. And so my goal was to find out everything I could about lock left and everything I could about Chris Beard and then figure it all out and then piece it together. And then my next step was just to write it all out, write out all, all my terminology. What am I going to say to players? What can I say to them that it may be one or two words, but it means a whole paragraph of words. Um, you know, what's our language going to be like from the bench to the players and from coaching to players, because you only have a limited time and timeouts. So I really wrote out the terminology. I wrote out the expectations. What are we expecting when a person closes out? What are we expecting, you know, on screens, all this so that it's all clear and transparent. Um, and then, and then lastly, just, uh, kind of, what are we going to chart? If this, if this defensive minded program is going to be important to us, we can't just say, oh yeah, we want to be better at defense. No, we got to have some things that we check off some things that we check and, and chart. Um, and so I, I kind of wrote that all out for our team. And then the last part, you got to sell it. You know how it is as a coach. You got to sell it. Um, but I found you out. You can sell anything to teenage boys. Trust me, if you sell it right. I'm convinced of that. I am. <laughs> well, you got to sell it with your words and your actions. You do. And that's the key part. I can, I can blow up a bunch of smoke about this defensive program that I, I'm all into. But if it's not showing in practices and what I say and what I do on a game day, it means nothing. Yeah, and, they, and, and you got to sell defense. I'm convinced you got to sell defense more because they all want to do whatever you say offensively. Um, couple I'm, things. I'm, go, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, because I I, I, I want to get more into the sell part, but you go, man. Go okay. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, I, I want to talk before we get to the sell, the terminology part. So explain what you do with terminology, because I think that's important. You know, you need a dictionary. You need like. And, he, and when you're building a program, I agree, you need terms that you're going to use. So your freshman coach knows, I mean, yeah, it's basically an encyclopedia, a dictionary, a Bible, whatever you want to call it. It's a list of here's what we're going to do. And here's the terms. And, you know, some people call it helpline. Some people call it goalie. Some people, you got to come up with a term. So everyone knows what you're talking about. Otherwise there's no language. I, I love that. How did you, how did you do that? When you came up, so did a little bit of some PowerPoint, did a little bit of some some writing it out, and showed them even. I even showed them like, for instance, when I do this, that means you need to, you need to think smarter. You need to think about your actions, like think before you bet that process that, um, you know, fist things like that. High, you know, high five. One of the things we did was kills this year. I mean, have you heard? I'm sure you've heard of kills, where three stops is a kill. We bought in onto that, and the guys love that and went crazy for that. Um, so, you know, kills the three stops, uh, our drop man, uh, stun hunt man, um, our goalie, you know, we, we tried to make it very, very short and sweet because it, you can't sit in the game and explain something to somebody, you know, Hey man, you need to drop back and make sure you're in this part. No, we just say, look, drop, 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 drop. That's your signal to, Oh, I got to get back. I got to get back in my stance. I got to be looking at my man and ball. Where is it at? You know, I'm looking to try to get a steal. Um, just the terminology, writing it out and, and explaining it to the players. And then I, I think it helps you as a coach for the people listening. I think it helps you too. Like, yes, it doesn't matter what you know. It matters what they know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I think writing that out and writing, you'll be surprised. Like you'll forget stuff. And you'll, when the first time I did that is like, and I love the kills. Cause it's three. I, 
if you've listened to any of my stuff, people remember things in groups of three. That's why our phone number's broken up, our social security number's broken. People can't remember long things. It's just that's not the way your brain is wired. Um, so I, I we do kills too. We also if if someone scores on if we don't get three stops or someone scores on us three straight times, we're out. We change up what we're doing defensively. We do things based on that three. So I love and they and the boys know that it's like three, three stops, three scores, whatever. It's we're 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 the small little tidbits, those tapas values is I, I love that. Um, well, I love I love the three mainly because before kills, the mindset is looking at the whole game, the game as a whole. And if you break it into three possessions at a time, it helps keep the short attention spans from these kids because you know how it is phones, tablets, all these things. Like it gets lost. And if they can focus on three things, three possessions and do well with that. Plus we have a rule that when it's kill time, the bench tells the players on the court. So like when we get into that third possession, the assistant coach who's charting it will say, guys, it's a kill. And then the bench will go nuts. Kill, 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 kill. And so, you know, all of our guys, oh, I love you that. Just, I love they get that. pumped, they get excited. Cause like, here's a chance for a kill. Here's a chance to get a stop. And it helps. It helps out in so many ways. Just, putting that emphasis on we are focused on defense and that's, and I'm going to get into more of that in a little bit. Yeah, I love that. So there's something I do too. I'm going to tell you that like at the end of a game or at the end of a quarter or something or big parts of a game, you basically got it in stats teacher. You got to get a stop, a score. Like I'll come to a timeout and I say, we're we're here right now. Get a stop, score, stop. And we're done. Like Mm -hmm. you stop them and you score and then you stop them again. Game over. We don't have a shot like that. clock either. Um, I have to come up with a name. I, I just wrote myself a note. I got to come up with a name for that, like an acronym or something. But um, we'll do the other way too. We'll do we'll do score, stop, score, game over. Like if we have the ball, we'll go the other way. Because um, they it, it, again, <laughs> the way their brains are, because they're on Snapchat or TikTok or whatever they're doing, it's small. So yeah. in the timeouts, they're going like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I go, come on, right now, we get a stop, a score, and a stop. Game, we'll play 45 games over. We're in the bonus games over. You know that. And we'll practice that. And I love that. And it's a short little, it's again, that, that group of three thing. I love that. I love yeah. that. Speaking of the groups of three. So one, do your research Two, write it out and then three sell it. So I, I want to, can I share my screen real quick? I want yeah, to show go ahead. a little something. People right that now. are listening. I'll put this down in the show notes too. Um, so you can watch it later. So let me make sure I get this right. All right. Mascot, you're Spartan? Uh, no, it's the Knights. The Knights. The Knights. So there's there's the three. Do your research, write it out, sell it with your words and actions. And then this is what I did with my team. I, I have a classroom. And so this is my whiteboard right here. And I wrote out these three things. And I said, guys, the if I could take our schedule and I put all of our games in categories, these are the three categories that they belong. Number one, games you're supposed to win. Those are the blowout games. Those are the games like we know we're playing this small school or the school that's never been good. Like they're the games you're supposed to win. The second one, 50-50 games. Those are the tough games. Those are the games that, you know, you get really pumped and excited for, you know, chance to win, but you got to earn it. And then the last one, games you're, you are not supposed to, you know, to win. The games that you're supposed to lose. And you, said, do this, you do this in your classroom with your team. With my team. I said, and all three hide the them because I'm telling you, my guys are going to put, they're going to put none in the lose section. Well, here's the deal. You. 
I, I'm very honest and very transparent about that. And I will tell teams up front, like you are supposed to lose this game, but we have a chance. And, and okay. I kind of get into that. Cause I, cause I don't want to be the coach that like tells them we're going against Goliath here. And we're like, you know, we're 20 point underdogs here. Oh guys, man, you know, we're going to beat these guys by 50. Like, heck no, I lose all credibility with these kids. So I felt like if I'm just honest and I tell them where it's at, they're more likely to buy into my. No, strategy. I agree. I'm just, I'm, I'm just conceptually <laughs> going through this in my head right now with the group I have, and it's like, I, I mean, I just, I mean, I, there's a couple. I would put a couple over here that we're probably we're playing pretty good teams, but oh, I just, I this would be an interesting. We might have to try this this year because this would be an interesting. I'm not sure the fifty. They would not. They would have. 80% over in the games we are supposed to win category, I think. <laughs> and maybe that's me just selling them really well. I don't know. Um, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. So I, I showed them that, and I said, look, there's an X factor here, an X factor that can change all three to make us better. And I wrote on a blue marker, granted with this PowerPoint, I've got this. I wrote defense underneath each one. I said defense is the X factor that's going to affect each one of these, and it's going to make us better. I said, let's start with the first one. Here's what's going to happen with games you're supposed to win. Number one, it's going to build confidence because we're going to like, yep, our defense works. The things that we're trying to do are working against this team. And the best part is, you know, we don't have a magic number where you have to get like seven kills a game, but we try to get as many kills as we can and really focus. You don't have a, you don't, you, so you haven't, you haven't charted that and figured out. I've charted it. We have on wins. We averaged about five, five to six. Kills. On losses, yeah. On losses, we had about one to two. That's where we okay. averaged. So, um, so you are tracking it. So at some point, you're going to be able to. Because I'm I'll just have, telling you, as you do this longer, you're going to know. Like yeah. if you do this for two more years, you'll have four years of data. You'll know. Like if we get six kills, we're going to win. Like yeah. you're going to know. Me and my assistant, we really push for like two kills a quarter. That's kind of what we've been trying to push because that's a okay. little bit of. It, it's hard. It's hard to do, but. And then, and one of the things too, um, one of the things I shared with the guys, I showed a clip. I don't know if you've seen it. Nick Saban, head coach for Alabama. There's a clip, a funny clip where he is up like 58 to zero on a team, like destroying a team. And he's going nuts on his players. They had lined up a certain way. Like they weren't doing what they're supposed to. And he's going off. And I was like, guys, I'm, I'm not like Nick Saban. I'm not going to go off on you, but do you understand why he has that intensity and, you know, they're like, yeah. And I was like, because he has an expectation and they've got to meet it no matter who they're playing against. Right. And so with our defense, we're going to work on our defense, whether we're playing somebody we're supposed to be by 20 or somebody that we're, you know, we're supposed to lose by 20. Um, so we want to keep our expectations and, and kills really helps with that. I uh, really three possessions at a time. You're not worried about the score. You're focused on yourselves and focused on getting stops. Now the 50, 50 games, this is what I told them. It turns the game into a 60, 40. <laughs> defense gives you if you have two teams that are even talent skill uh strategy plays 50 50 what's going to give you that bump defense is going to basically push it up to a 60 and make them go to a 40 and that's our goal if we can be the better defensive team against teams we're even with we're going to win every time 60 40 and then the last one my guys like this one besides building confidence getting kills against the top tier teams because that will carry that will carry you the rest of the season. Yes. You got a team that even if they beat you by 30, heck yeah, we got three kills on our starting five in the first two quarters. Um, that's going to help as coaches really build that confidence in your players and say, look, you can do this. You just got to keep doing it throughout the game. 
And then lastly, it gives you a chance. And one of the things I did with them, and I've updated it since then, I shared the, the what's what's the greatest upset in NCAA tournament history? NC State? Nope. UMBC, Villanova. Villanova. No, UMBC, Virginia. 16 over a one. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The but greatest. I'm just talking about, I was, th- I was thinking championship. I was thinking, okay. no, 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 the greatest, the greatest. And I updated it with the Purdue one. I'll share that in a second. So I, I share with them some stats. I said like Virginia, there's gotta be a reason why Virginia lost to a 16 seed. They're not supposed to, if they played UMBC 20 times, guarantee you Virginia wins 19 out of the 20 times. And we got to see the 20th of those games and it was all their defense. And I, I shared these stats with them. So Virginia, averaged from three point they averaged 38 percent on the season most games they win were way over that well against umbc 18 percent. and you and by you and i both know that in college it's not that you really get wide open shots it's you've got a hand in your face hand in your nose you know right whatever um also field goal percentage they went from their averaging 47 and higher to about 41 percent and I said, guys, that's what gave UMBC a chance. They just they contested shots, played tough defense, and really just wore down Virginia uh, when it came to that greatest. And you got to be there. You got to be there at the end. If you're there in the last four minutes, you got a shot because yep. they'll start looking. That's what I tell my guys when you're when when we were playing. Like if you're there at the end, that's why we. That's why when you're supposed to win, you got to put them away. Because if you're there, if it's a game with four minutes, I love that. Well, and I added, so after March Madness this year, you know, Purdue, another number one seed, uh, I looked at the same stats, same thing, and I added it for next year when I, I sell it to my players again. Same thing. It's crazy. Purdue was averaging 32% on the season for their games, scoring a lot higher than that from three-point, and they had 19.2% that game. Field goal shooting, uh, 45% on the season. They shot 35.8. And wow. Purdue, if you if you – did you watch Purdue much this year? Uh, I did. I had them going too far in my bracket, to be honest with you. They should have <laughs> well, known better. Young guards and the big guy should have known better. But well, they, they were high. The reason I bring that up is they were a very high scoring team yeah. and they averaged about 73 points per game and they lost and only had 58. Yeah. Like that's defense. Yeah. Both great upsets, defense. And that's what I sold them on. Well, the Virginia one, not the Purdue one. Purdue one's for this year. Um, but it gives you a chance. You know, you're not supposed to win 19 out of 20 times, but what if tonight's that that 20th? I love and that. your defense is going to set the tone for you to get a chance to to beat them. So that's why I sold them on. And then they, from there, you know, using the terminology and using the drills and, and getting into it, um, that just, it, it was awesome. It, right. It's just, I, I charted some things I wanted to share with you. So year two for me, this is, you know, year one was COVID and year two is is kind of a normal year. This is where I did help defense and deny and all that stuff. Um, I charted charges, steals, blocks, and turnovers, all the essential. So say that again. You did shots. I did. I did charges. Okay. Steals. Yep. Blocks. Okay. And opponent turnovers for year two. Okay. And started during the game. Well, these are charted at the end of the season because I do huddle, huddle charts at four. Okay. And so okay. I, I charted those things. And at the end of the season, I had them all listed out. And I told myself, I want to beat these numbers, you know, with our defensive minded system from charges year two to year three charges. We had 43 and we played now granted all these stats. We played 30 games year two. We played 29 games year three. So we played one less game, mind you. 
So year two, we had 43 charges. We went to 62 charges. Steals, we had 231 steals in year two. We went to 315 steals in year three. Blocks, 20, and granted, 6'6 six, six kids, okay? Um, 20, we went to year three, went to 35. And then opponents' turnovers, we went from 473 to 552. Oh, that's interesting. So what do you what put them in order of importance? I know what I think my order importance defensively. Okay. Number one charges. I'm huge on charges, man. Okay. Uh, I would agree. Opponents turnovers would be two. Yeah. And then I'd go steals three and then blocks last. Yeah. Blocks is a funny stat from a stats teacher. It's like, I'm not sure the cost benefit unless you got an aircraft carrier is worth it. On blocks, <laughs> I'm just not like. Yeah, you get five fouls. If you're if you're if you're a good, I've had, I've I and uh, they'll hear me say this the third week. I've had like three shot blockers in 30 years. Mm. The rest of you are just foulers because you you don't shot blocker blocks a shot doesn't. It's a volleyball thing. They block it. They don't foul. They don't get foul. They don't foul the thing. So. Blocks is that one thing that I've always, oh, it's like, I'm not sure the cost benefit on blocks. It's just a, a, a food for thought for coaches listening to. Um, well, I, I, yeah. I limit my, my players in blocks because I teach that you have to be the second person to jump. And so a lot of that helps block, that, that, that solves the problem. Yeah. A lot of great block shotter or the tongue tie. A lot of great shot blockers are first jumpers. They anticipate the shot. They jump, they block. And yeah. so I kind of, we still have guys try it. Don't get me wrong. There's still I kids that want block shots. Now, what about steals? Do they get out of position on steals? Steals, it's mostly – so the way we work is we we push the sideline, and so our steals yeah. are going to come from either the guy Reversal. on the ball. Yeah, or, or uh, our stunt and hunt. So okay. we don't teach deny. We teach you're, you're there and you're hovering, and you'll do a little stunt when a guy drives, but then you need to take away the pass. Because the most shot shot and training videos that you will see of all these kids on Instagram and whatnot, they're all practicing threes. They're all practicing dribble moves to shoot a three, uh, kick out threes. I mean, yes, yes, they are. Most kids on the gun, they shoot threes. You know, it's it's all. And what do you say threes. before we go on deeper? What do you what should a kid shoot? I, I I asked my players this the other day. What should you shoot in an empty gym on a machine, percentage wise? Mm. Three from three. From three, empty 40 gym, to 50? 40 to 50. Oh, higher down? than that. No, no, no. It should be between 60 and 70 because mm. you're going to drop about 15 to 18 percentage points in a game. And then you're going to drop another seven to eight percentage points with a hand in your face. Can you send me one of your 60 to 70 percent? Shooter, three point shooters. I sure. I, have yeah. One well, uh, one of them is my son. It's like he can shoot 70% in an empty gym where they've done it would be ding, 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 ding. And because there's, it's, it's, it's like shooting a free throw. There's nothing to it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, so most people around the country, you should be in the, you should in an empty gym, you should be in the 60% range. High fifties at the worst because there's no one there defending you. You're going to drop 15 to 20 percentage points in a game. Hmm. Yeah. Easy. But anyway, that's stats teacher. Sorry. Keep going. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we charting that kind of showing that and, and I'm excited because I get to show the guys this coming year, these stats and show them, Hey, look, 
this defense works. You're going to be better. You're going to do better things. And then just building on that. Cause now I have guys that actually know it, you know, the guys that are returning and then kind of adding some new guys into the fold. So really excited, really excited to kind of work on this. And- hey everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to support us, go over and check out teachings.com for coaches who want to get better. Also subscribe and like, we do appreciate those. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.